Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Now, as we come to a time of confession, uh, for those listening on the podcast, you might not be aware, but it is Confirmation Sunday, uh, which is when we confirm 12 uh, young adults, uh, eighth or ninth and 10th graders, 
um, into the church who were baptized as children and who want to confirm uh, those baptismal vows. And so with us to read the prayer of confession is Margo. And Margo, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I go to AC Flora and I'm a freshman. And how was confirmation, Margo? It was great. I really enjoyed confirmation. Um, I met some great people and I won't forget this. Awesome. And now time for confession. We breathe in your goodness, O Lord. We breathe in your love for us. We breathe in your acceptance of us now, just as we are. We breathe out the toxins we have stored up. We breathe out the tensions we carry. We breathe out the guilt we have for not living up to your will for us. Teach us your way of forgiveness as we forgive ourselves, as we forgive one another, as we receive the forgiveness you give to us now. Glory be to the Father, glory be to the Son, glory be to the Spirit, three in one. As it was in the beginning, and will be forever home. Amen, amen. Glory be to the Father, glory be to the Son, glory be to the Spirit, three in one. And as it was in And will be forever, amen, amen, amen. The promise of this season is the light that comes, light that uncovers our wounds, light that exposes our truest needs, light that fills us and recreates us anew. Beloved, hear this good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. We can live at peace. Amen. And now for Holy Interruption. Hey, Downtown Church. This is Zach and Parks King. We're new members, and we are doing a Christmas card commercial sorts as Holy Interruption. We were lucky enough to have some people mention Downtown Church to us, and we started coming pre-COVID, and then we were unlucky enough, like the rest of us, to be pushing through 2020. We really appreciate, though, how everyone at Downtown Church has still uh, been welcoming and made church feel like church, even during crazy times and creative use of technology. Uh, our small group is awesome. Uh, we really have appreciated the ability to worship in different ways, uh, not to go to Don and Lucas's heads, but the preaching's pretty great, although I don't know if it's better than the music. We feel blessed to be a part of Downtown Church and know that it'll be a great place to be a part of for us and for our son that's due in March. 
And yes, we are that level of crazy to have a baby during COVID. All of the prayers are appreciated right now. Um, times are hard, y'all, but there's a lot of hope that we find in downtown church and in just taking it day by day. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy holidays. We interrupt this holy interruption to remind you that if you are enjoying this podcast, you can easily pass it on to your friends and family who might enjoy it too. Uh, We would love for the word to spread. For our scripture this week, we continue uh, looking through the prophet Habakkuk. We find ourselves now in Habakkuk chapter two, verses two through four. Hear now God's word for us today. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and it does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them but the righteous live by their faith. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title for today's sermon is Patience Camp. We must put footsteps of courage into stirrups of patience. In case your equestrian knowledge is minimal like mine, a stirrup is the metal ring that holds a person's foot while they ride atop a horse. Putting footsteps of courage into stirrups of patience. Ernest Shackleton spoke these words to his crew while they made camp aboard a floating iceberg off of the Antarctic coast in the winter of 1915. Many months earlier, Shackleton had set off as the expedition leader in an attempt to make the first ever land crossing of Antarctica. His adventure went horribly wrong when his boat, the Endurance, became trapped in a sea of ice and eventually was crushed and sunk. Without a ship, his 22 men became a part of one of the most epic tales of human determination and survival. For 18 months, Shackleton and his crew survived on icebergs, paddled open oceans in 20-foot lifeboats, and lived off of seal blubber and melted ice. If you think it gets cold in Colombia, just sit and imagine being shipwrecked in Antarctica in the early 1900s. In a last daring attempt at rescue, Shackleton and a few of his men set out on a 700-mile open ocean crossing in a lifeboat. Their destination was a small whaling outpost on South Georgia Island. The rest of his crew waited behind, hoping, praying for deliverance. Eventually, they made it, reaching the tiniest piece of civilization and Shackleton was able to rescue all of his men. 
there was a six-month period in the midst of this ordeal when the entire crew was camped upon a small floating iceberg. They, they had hoped that it would drift closer to shore and to rescue. There was nothing they could do to affect the tides or make it any less cold, wet, and windy. All they had was their minds. And patience, Shackleton wrote in his journal, was the key to survival. So the crew named this place Patience Camp, putting footsteps of courage into stirrups of patience. Habakkuk, like me, struggles with patience. Last week, Don preached a sermon where Habakkuk asked God repeatedly, how long? Habakkuk complains to God about a rampant lack of justice, of the violence that Israel faced at the hands of their enemies, about a lack of moral leadership in Jerusalem, about an absence of hope and the chaos all around. These are fair complaints. And they're more than complaints. Habakkuk practices one of the holiest ways we speak to God. And that is lament. Crying out. Voicing our pains and acknowledging the sadness within us. Letting God know how we really feel. I've done a lot of lamenting recently. Maybe you're with me over lives lost far too young, over the many canceled life events of COVID, over the loneliness in our community. Yet the Bible over and over again gives us permission to be honest with God, to speak authentically to a God who can handle all of our cries. Habakkuk, Jeremiah, Job, Hagar, even Jesus from atop the cross, cry out to God. And the amazing thing about the God we worship is that God answers. God answers Habakkuk saying, listen to what I say and write it down. Write it so people will know that I am in control. Write it so large, so clear that even the AC Flora cross-country team can read as they run by quickly. God says, wait, be patient. My plan is unfolding and not on yours or anyone else's timetable. God says, be righteous, live by faith. And this is the reason the Habakkuk is used as an Advent text. Because Advent is a season of waiting, of expecting the birth of Christ, of anticipating God's bold decision to be born into the flesh, to become Emmanuel, God with us. But we're not there yet. Like Shackleton's crew gathered around fires of seal blubber at Patience Camp, or Habakkuk and the Israelites who stood at the watch post and saw Babylonian forces on the horizon, we find ourselves waiting. And y'all, waiting 
is hard. I'm really, really bad at it. Scholar Walter Brueggemann writes that God's answer in Habakkuk assures us that the future is secure in God's governance, even if the present seems unbearably out of control. A secure future, even with a chaotic present. The future is secure. In Christian language, that's what we mean by eschatology, the end times, that God is working towards something, that God, the creator of the universe, is both the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And in the meantime, in the Oreo cookie where God is the chocolate crust on either side, Habakkuk tells us that all that white stuff in the middle is where we need to live by faith. The final piece of confirmation consisted of each confirmand writing their own faith statement and then reading it to the session. We had spent weeks learning about the church, Jesus, the Bible, God, and more, and took the final gathering of confirmation to put their faith into words. Ask any confirmand or elder who had the privilege of hearing these, and they will tell you that these statements of faith were powerful, insightful, passionate, and personal. But Habakkuk doesn't say we should simply have faith, but rather we must live by our faith. And I know it sounds like such a subtle difference, but I think it's imperative for how we are to live as Christians. Living by faith empowers us to be part of something so much larger than ourselves. Taking it one step at a time, knowing perfectly well that we will stumble along the way. Living by our faith reminds us that even in our darkest times, as we suffer, as we live and eventually die, God is with us, suffering alongside us. If we only rely on a statement of faith, it can seem fragile like the paper it's written on, but living by our faith reminds us that we are made in God's image and contain such great capacities to love and to care for the world. The righteous live by their faith. The righteous. It's not the righteous one, it's the righteous, it's plural. We are meant for community, living faithfully together. Our confirmation class contained 12. A church is more than one person. Shackleton speaks about how his men care for one another as a crew. How when a sailor spilled the last of his rations and he was close to breaking down in tears, the rest of the men began filling his bowl with some of their rations. How taking time every day to play soccer together on an iceberg might have saved their sanity and even their lives. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We have to care for one another right now. One theme I heard across all the Conferman's faith statements is that God loves us and we are called to love one another. 
And we can do that even while we wait. I really don't think waiting means we just sit and twiddle our thumbs. Waiting is active. Waiting is when we care. Waiting is when we love fiercely. It's when we look beyond ourselves to participate in Christ's work all around us. This week, I found myself standing in a long line waiting. And there was something incredibly holy about it all. People with different stories gathered from all over, headed in different directions, waiting together. There's not much anyone can do to speed up the process. There are those few people who try to and unfortunately take out all of their built-up anger and emotion on the first employee they encounter. But even then, they still end up waiting. But it's in these moments, while we wait for something beyond our control, we have the ability to live by our faith. We have the ability to smile at that stressed out mom who's trying to wrangle all five of her children. We have the opportunity to contribute a dollar or two to the man who's just a few cents short in buying his groceries. We get the chance to strike up a conversation with a stranger and see the light of Christ in someone who seems so different from you. All this while we're waiting. Part of the good news is that I don't see any of us getting stuck on an iceberg on some kind of Antarctic adventure anytime soon. But we all have times where we wait, where we are forced to wait. Waiting in line at the grocery store, waiting for test results, waiting to get back to hugging our friends and family. So while we wait, may we live out our faith in a God who shall come to us in the wildest of ways. Amen. Things I can't control Waiting 
My next foolish blunder And I tried to tell myself In the hands of someone else I'm living in a world of wonder Up above the dark and cloud There's a light to be found High above the lightning and the thunder Oh Lord, hear my plea Won't you help my eyes to see I'm living in a world of wonder Hey, Don. That was a good sermon. Well, thank you. I have a really important question for you. Whew, all right. What's uh, Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Okay, good. How long, Lucas, would you have lasted on that iceberg? Oh, man. Um, I'd like to say weeks, but I'd probably say it's a matter of days. That's I don't know. good, though. Plural I get, days. I get pretty cold, but I think if... If I was alone on the iceberg, not more than a day. But okay. with a group of people, eating seal blubber, Ew. singing songs, playing soccer, uh, I think I could last a little bit. Don't you have like a certification in like all wilderness survival? Yeah, but I still don't like being cold. Well, don't and don't you know how to like stay warm like in extreme temperatures, hypothermia? Don't they teach you that stuff? Yeah, we can make a, a hyper, hypothermia burrito blanket wrap. What is that? <laughs> You like put a tarp down, then a sleeping pad, then a sleeping bag. And you put someone in the sleeping bag, and, you, and then you wrap, <laughs> then you wrap the tarp around them, and they look like this uh, cute little burrito. Can we do that on Sundays? Like on Sundays that it's really cold out back? Yeah, this Sunday I'd be down. I okay. could preach from a burrito wrap. I'd be laying down. Okay, 
Well, yeah, more more to come. Yeah. But <laughs> in all seriousness, I I think that's impressive. Days. I I was thinking about that as I was listening to your sermon, and man, I I'm like maybe a day, maybe if I'm lucky. Waiting's hard. I think. I mean, just uh, I was rewatching this documentary about Shackleton, and that's and that's how I got on this train of thought, and just. Like their whole journey was 18 months. Like mm. it was, and just the fact that they could maintain just the desire to survive mm-hmm. all that time of this waiting of not knowing what was going to happen and how much of that was Shackleton's leadership, mm-hmm. caring for his men and um, allowing them to care for one another. Mm. Do you think you would have opted to go with Shackleton like on the expedition to try to get help or would you have stayed behind where like you kind of know at least you know the suffering of being there mm. what do you think I think I probably would have stayed behind probably because I w- wouldn't have been chosen he chose he chose the best sailors and like the ship's carpenter it was like four guys yeah um, but yeah I think I would have stayed behind and it would have been a long four months of waiting just yeah. hanging out yeah I was thinking about like if if we were to be the ones that would go on the expedition for help being on that tiny little iceberg where you're just like, you're really just waiting on external conditions to move you where you need to go. And I kind of feel that way right now. Like I just had this realization last week of, I can't organize my way out of this. I can't um, fix our way out of this. Like we're going to ride this. And um, yeah, how do we attend to the people who are really struggling with depression and I mean, we did that sermon series on demons. They come in all forms, you know. How do we, how do we play soccer? I love that image, playing soccer on iceberg. Um, Set like telltale, like knowing what's in our control. Yeah, and trying to control that, but whatever else is, we're gonna have to let go. Yeah, I think that's where I struggle as someone who likes to be in control, who likes to have everything planned out. Um, this twenty twenty has reminded us how how fragile our plans really are. Yeah. You're pretty good at distractions though too. I've appreciated this week when I get like too serious, you're like uh, trying to get me to throw cups up to the second level of CD. Yeah, and you did not throw the cup. I tried. I did throw it. I just didn't make it to you. Didn't land. But. Yeah. All right, well, I want to ask one more one more very important question. I put a lot of thought into these. All okay? So I, you mentioned this quote a few times, um, the footsteps of courage into the stirrups of patience. And um, I've been thinking about that. There's a lot there uh, in that phrase. Can you tell us about more about the courage? The whole sermon was about patience, but I, where does our courage come in? Mm. I think for me, the courage really comes from one another. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I tried to hit on at the end of just caring for one another. And and um, I've always heard that metaphor, it's easier to break one stick than a bunch of sticks. Like if you put a bunch of small sticks together and try to break them, they... They won't, mm. um, and and it's when community really comes into play. And at the church, our community is centered around Christ, and that's where ultimate courage comes from, from a God who's who's been through the worst that we could ever experience mm-hmm. and has risen from that and um, allows us to participate in that resurrection. Um, sometimes that's harder to muster up. It's, it's, it's easier said than done, but it's really when we look to one another and look to Christ for that courage when we need it. And yeah. when we need to put it in stirrups of patience is like almost harder than just mm-hmm. like mustering up the energy to go do something. Oh, it's yeah. harder to get the courage to just wait. Yeah, and still have hope. And still have hope and still have sanity. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Well, before we turn to prayer, what what are you praying for this day, Lucas? Mm, praying for any, um, there's just pain in the community right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and praying for those who really miss seeing their loved ones over Thanksgiving. I know that's a real sadness for a lot of um, people in our community and people all around the world. Um, praying for those who are sleeping on the streets as it gets colder. And yeah, you took them biscuits this morning, right? Some yeah, of them. We had some leftover <laughs> biscuits, and uh, that was fun talking with some folks out there. But um, yeah, and just praying, praying for all of us as we as we continue to wait for Christ this Advent season. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I'm praying for the confirmands. Um, for you, those of you listening, you might not know that Lucas has been leading, training 12 of our high schoolers um, through this confirmation process over the last six six or so weeks. And this coming Sunday, we get to celebrate um, the end of that journey with us, but really the beginning of their faith journey. And um, this morning, we spent a, few, a little bit of time with some of the high schoolers um, who grieving a loss of a fellow high school student, the death of a fellow high school student. And I'm just aware of how much each person is carrying behind the scenes. So trying to lift them up, especially in my prayers today. Um, Because there's some deep questions about Mm -hmm. where's God in this. Mm. And God, as we see in Habakkuk, God's okay with those kind of questions. Yep, God wants them, Mm -hmm, welcomes them. Let us pray. Gracious God, by water and with your spirit, you claimed each of us as your own. And you cleansed us from sin and you give us new life. You call us to be servants in the world, paying attention to those around us, lifting each other up, mending the wounds as we see them, trusting that you are the ones who heals us. God, we pray for the 12 confirmands this day, for the covenant that you made in their baptisms, and um, We just pray that you would be with them, continue the work that you have begun in them um, so that they could continue to lead us. God, be with all of those today who are struggling with depression, with loneliness, with hunger, who are looking for work or who are overworked. God, we pray that you would help us to see each other and to love each other And that when the world feels overwhelming, that we would fall on our knees and lift it to you. Hear us now the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now we come to a time of affirming our faith. And I just remind you that this we use this Apostles' Creed, an ancient creed, and there will be times when you believe every single word and times where we question certain parts um, and that it's okay if you don't want to say the whole thing or if you just wanna listen to others say it around you, that's why we belong to the community. We can carry each other in our faith. So beloved, what do you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling Calling for you and for me See on the portals He's waiting and watching Watching Earthly tender
Friends, God tells us to wait. But God also challenges us to live by our faith. Loving one another, caring for one another, and participating in Christ's work that is happening all around us. So friends, be anxious for nothing, but pray to God and may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds until we meet again. Go in peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give. Or if you want to give an insecure gift, you can drop it off in a sketchy box to 2030 Greg Street between the hours of 9 and 5. A special thanks to our technical team and artists of all forms. Musical composition and vocals brought to you by Max Stidham, Lindsey Blair Simmons, and Sean Thompson. Audio mastery by Drew Parker. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, translated from the original Latin by John Mason Neal. Gloria Patri by City Hymns. World of Wonder by Daryl Scott. Softly and by Will Thompson. Music covered under the license CCS 11209. Scripture quoted from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Theological Musings and Prayer brought to you by Lucas Jones and Don Hyde.